This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with Cliff Baker, CEO at Metatology Services, about preparing for HIPAA compliance audits. Thanks for joining us today, Cliff. Hi, Howard. I appreciate the opportunity to record this podcast with you. Why don't you start by uh, telling us a little bit about your firm and also how you serve as an advisor to the Health Information Trust Alliance. I started a firm last year called Metatology Services. It's a combination of medical IT and methodology, and uh, we help a number of clients uh, around IT risk management and compliance, particularly in the security and privacy area. We also do uh, a lot of work in the IT deployment space as well, uh, so around EHR deployments. Uh, I still do a lot of work uh, with the High Trust Alliance. It's uh, something we're very proud of and actually still uh, serve as an advisor and the chief strategy role to that organization. Some of uh, my team members also have play key prominent roles at High Trust uh, and still function in ways that continue to manage and update the common security framework. The HHS Office for Civil Rights has announced plans to launch HIPAA compliance audits in the coming months. OCR officials have indicated that the audits likely will focus on overall compliance with the HIPAA privacy and security rules rather than focusing in on one specific narrower issue. So what are some of the key questions auditors are likely to ask that folks should be preparing for? I think it's important, Howard, to keep in mind that the contracts have been awarded to KPMG. And so probably if you're thinking about an audit, you should probably think about the way uh, big four audit firms uh, typically conduct their audits. And that's probably the same way in which these audits are going to be conducted. When they come in, they're going to want to see clear accountability. So out of the gate, you should have somebody responsible for interfacing with auditors that takes accountability for your security program that can take point on all your questions. Uh, And the auditors are going to want to make sure that you're organized and that there is somebody that's clearly accountable for the information security program uh, at your organization. They'll want to know about any prior audits and any progress you're making to remediating uh, findings related to those audits. One major area that they'll focus on right out of the gate is your risk assessment. They'll want to see a risk assessment, and they'll want to know the findings of the risk assessment and what uh, corrective action plans you have in place to address any of those uh, findings as a result of the assessment. Uh, And then they'll probably focus on areas that are typical challenges for the industry. Some of the key areas that OCR has cited and that we see auditors typically uh, focusing in on are things like uh, incident detection and response, reviewing and monitoring of log files, secure wireless access, uh, managing user access control lists and passwords, securing mobile devices, uh, patch management and malware protection, and then finally uh, role-based access control, back to that access control uh, list uh, issue that I mentioned before. Finally, just a couple of other points that they'll probably ask you about is, have you had any incidents? Uh, the right answer is not no. Uh, they, would, they would typically expect that you have had incidents, and they'll want to know what you've done to handle those incidents. And then also they'll want to know who you share your data with, uh, what business associates you share your data with, and and do you know where where your data is uh, going and how it's being handled. Auditors will ask for certain documentation in advance, according to the Office for Civil Rights. So what kinds of documentation would you suggest that organizations have ready to help prove their compliance? It's important for for organizations to have their documentation organized and ready. If 
auditors get a sense that you can't find your own documentation, they will know that that documentation is not really referenced or readily used in your organization. So if you're organized and you can produce your documentation, it will give auditors comfort that that is uh, documentation that is leveraged in the, in the organization. Examples of documentation that you should have ready are your policies and procedures. Uh, so those should be documented and up to date. You should look at the last review date or at least have some designation as to when your policies were last reviewed uh, on the policies themselves. And if they haven't been uh, updated since 2005 or 2003, for example, uh, you want to make sure that uh, those reviews are conducted and those policies are up to date. You'll want to have your risk assessment results available. As I just mentioned, uh, uh, OCR wants to know that you're performing a risk assessment, that you're evaluating your risks on a, on a recurring basis. And so you want to have a risk assessment handy, the results of risk assessment handy, and the, and the corresponding corrective action plan handy. Any prior audits that you may have conducted, uh, an organization chart would be good. Uh, so again, you demonstrate that you have clear accountability for information security and protection in your organization privacy in, and privacy in your organization. You will want to have a technology inventory ready. They want to know that you know where your systems are and uh, also what security tools you deploy. So what do you use for virus management and, and uh, patch management and vulnerability management as examples. They will want to see potentially BA agreements, an incident response plan, and configuration standards for wireless access, password settings, servers, etc. When they come on site, they may also look at things like uh, user access lists, logs, system configurations, and any evidence of you handling and supporting incident response. Uh, they'll probably also look at training and awareness type uh, program materials as well. Should healthcare organizations conduct some sort of self-audit to help prepare? And if so, um, what are the key steps involved in that? There are actually probably some differences of opinion about this topic in the industry. Uh, some organizations believe that you shouldn't try and uh, hand regulators their findings before they come on site, uh, i.e. don't do an audit and then hand over those results uh, to the regulators before they actually conduct their own audit. Another school of thought, though, is is that it's better to be prepared and for you to understand what your issues are and to be and to be able to demonstrate uh, that you are remediating those issues uh, and have a plan to fix those issues over time. Uh, that's the position that, that I support. Uh, I think it, it puts an organization in a stronger position if they can demonstrate that they are doing their due diligence. Uh, they may have findings, and, and the regulators expect findings. Uh, auditors expect findings. So uh, you may have findings as a result of your own audits, uh, but it is a much stronger position for an organization to be discussing timelines and priorities of remediation versus uh, being surprised by findings that come up of by auditors. And in those circumstances, unfortunately, either management or security and privacy officers will be in a reactionary mode and will be having to agree to timelines and stipulations uh, provided by the auditors versus providing their own rationale and their own priorities uh, around uh, remediating uh, uh, issues that may exist in the organization. So I'm a strong supporter of uh, doing those audits, knowing what the situation is in your environment, and having a plan and a, and a response to how you are uh, remediating those issues, even if it's over a multi-year period. That's okay, uh, as long as you have some plan in place to uh, remedy those situations. Finally, are there any other critical steps for audit preparation that you'd like to highlight? Kind of in summary, have somebody in the organization on point and accountable for facilitating the audit. You want to be organized. There's going to be a lack of credibility uh, for your security program if you appear to be disorganized, if there's a last-minute rush to pull together documentation. Have the documentation on the ready uh, and be prepared to provide it to the regulators. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, with respect to self-order, you want to know where you stand and be pre prepared to defend your decisions. 
and I, I want to emphasize it, emphasize this point. It's important for uh, an organization to have some reference base for their decisions. I'm sure many organizations employ very experienced and skilled security and privacy uh, individuals, but at the end of the day, uh, you don't want this to be a debate between the experience of your security and privacy people and the auditors. Uh, it is a much stronger position to make sure that you're grounded in some reference source. So make sure you reference something, whether it's a common security framework, whether it's a SANS top 20, whether it's a standard. It doesn't matter. Make sure, though, that your rationale for risk and then your rationale for the corresponding controls is based on some reference source. And that will help you defend your position uh, with the regulators. It is appropriate for you to ask the regulators to defend their recommendations. As I mentioned, every audit will uh, reveal findings. Uh, and every audit will include recommendations. And it is completely appropriate for you to not necessarily agree with the results of those audits or the results of those findings and ask auditors to support their positions based on their reference sources. And that, that's a, a strong position to be in. So know where you stand, be prepared to defend your uh, decisions, and make sure they're rooted in some reference source or standard that exists in the industry. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Cliff Baker of Metatology Services. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.